Hey everyone, today we're going to continue what the rose did to the cypress. So now Prince Amas is promised to marry two different women, one beautiful, one ordinary. I say ordinary because it never mentions what Dilaram looks like, but every other woman so far in the story, it has specifically gone out of its way to mention her beauty. So I'm assuming Dilaram is ordinary looking because it also doesn't say that she's not good looking. So who knows? Perhaps just if you're of lower birth, you're not worth mentioning your looks. Who knows? Um, and he's also gone ahead and killed one woman. The prettier and higher born of his fiancés just bit him with a snake and turned him into a deer. Personally, this is why I'm still team Dilaram. Your court go-to courtship method should not be a magic snake bite. I'm no romance expert, but that's just how I see it. When he tried to escape, Latifa had her goldsmith overlay his antlers with gold and jewels and tied a kerchief around his neck and sent him into the garden where he became the leader of all of the other deer that he had seen there earlier. He still had his heart and mind of a man, even though he had the body of a deer. Eventually, he tried to leap over the wall, only to find himself in the exact same place where he had left. But on his ninth attempt to jump over the wall, he found himself in the same garden again, but the other deer were gone. Looking up at the palace, he saw a girl of such moonlike beauty that the prince immediately lost a hundred hearts. Here we go again. She asked for her nurse to catch the beautiful deer and offered her a necklace to catch it. But the nurse was three hundred years old, so as you can imagine, catching a deer was a bit of a struggle. I can't catch a deer, and I'm nowhere near three hundred years old. All while the excited maiden watched, and eventually she got so frustrated with her nurse's failure that she threatened to kill the nurse if she failed. Oh, the girls in this story are awful. Why these beautiful women are all so predisposed to murder beats the heck out of me. Who knows? Again, more points for Dilaram, who, well, she did want to poison the princess, but that's a little different. At least the princess did something bad. Eventually, she went down to help the poor old nurse, and the prince allowed himself to be caught, where he was tied to the seat of Lady Jamila. When the nurse went to straighten his leash, she saw tears of sorrow in his eyes. The nurse drew attention to it, and its sadness broke Jamila's heart. Jamila then knew that this was the work of her wicked sister Latifa. The deer nuzzled her to confirm this, and she promised to turn him back. She bathed herself and had him bathed. She offered him something strange to eat from her box and produced a stick, which she spoke to, and then struck the deer on the head with it. It turned around and became Prince Amas again. The book does specifically state that she struck him really hard with this stick, so that seems a little mean. But on the other hand, she did strike him hard on the head, and deer, male deer specifically, do often fight by running their antlers into each other. So maybe his head was a little tougher than like ours, but who knows? Either way, seems like kind of a rough spell, but at least it turned him back human. The prince thanked the lady profusely, and she had him dressed and asked him his story. She also tries to discourage him from wandering among the jinn to find the answer to the riddle. She begs him to stay with her instead. He's not picking up these warning signs, though. Like, everybody's trying to stop him from going on this quest. And he's like, eh, I think I'm going to do it anyway. He begs her to help him and says that if he succeeds, he'll marry her. 
like everybody else in this story, because he loves her and he will take her to his palace to help her rule his kingdom. She gives him a prophet's bow and arrows, the scorpion of King Solomon, which is a sword that was unbreakable, and she gives him a dagger. And then she tells him to make friends with the Simurgh, who will tell him where he is going. When she packs him up with weapons, some food, and some precious gems, and sends him on his way, she sends him to a spring called the Place of Gifts, where he would see many wild beasts. She tells him to meet the king of the lions and pay him reverence. Jamila ordered Amas to bow before the lion and wash his face and give him all the wild game that he could carry. If he does this, the lion will protect him from the locals and the other wildlife. When he left the place of gift, Amas must be sure not to take the right-hand road. If he does, it will lead him to a great horde of armed soldiers looking for a fight to defend their tribes from foreigners. So Amas is in a pretty dangerous position here. I really do think he needs to listen to how many people are trying to stop him from doing this. I mean, Dilaram has tried to talk him out of it. His father tried to talk him out of it. The man in green has tried to talk him out of it. Latifa and now Jamila have all tried to stop him from going on this quest, but he is determined. And guys, I love my brothers more than almost anything else on earth, right? And it would be hard for me also not to take revenge on this horrible, horrible princess. But with this many people advising him not to do it, and these are all people that are considerably more powerful than him, you'd think it would at least make him stop and think a little bit about what he's doing. Because it doesn't avenge your siblings to die trying to avenge your siblings. So... I'm curious to see where this goes. Again, he's he's kind of an interesting protagonist because now he's engaged to three different women. Ugh. Like I said, he's, he's going to be engaged to everybody in the story by the end of it. I don't know. Seems like there's a new woman every chapter. But, um, yeah, let's let's see how this goes. We'll, we'll follow Prince Amos for another chapter later. And thank you so much for tuning in today.